0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of What's Good, a podcast all about the positive feel-good news. Yes, I so you don't care about the money. I'm Emily Gaten.
1: And I'm Abby Marshall. We're going to be your hosts.
0: So this is our first episode, so welcome. I wanted to do this podcast for so many reasons, but first I think we should introduce ourselves and talk more about our experience, yeah? Yeah. I've been a reporter for two-ish years now, and I freelanced with my hometown paper in Western New York for a couple of years covering day-to-day stuff and features here and there. I also traveled to Aswatini, formerly known as Swaziland, with Thirst Project to film a video from the student perspective about what a week in Africa with the team looks like. So I've been a reporter for um, six
1: years now. Uh, I've written in India about gender inequality and injustice. Uh, I wrote on the Columbus Dispatch's uh, Metro Desk and currently I freelance for the Athens Messenger so um, I feel like a lot of the time, I'm so focused on what's going wrong, so I'm super excited that Emily, aka the most positive person in the world who's sitting right next to me, is hosting this with me.
0: <laughs> so like I said, I wanted to do this podcast for so many reasons. We're living in an age that people are entirely turned away from journalism and the media and news because they don't know what to believe, and I want to restore some faith and give some credit where credit is due. There's so much good out there and so many people kicking butt and I and probably so many others want to know more about it. Plus an outlet like this gives these people and their causes more publicity.
1: So Emily this week someone that I work with described me uh, as having major Leslie Nope vibes with April apathy um, <laughs> and I've honestly never heard anything so true. So Uh, It's likely that sometimes during this podcast, I'll be cynical or depressing or whatever. So when I do that, we can insert a little like wah-wah sound effect. Like, I don't know
0: if you've ever seen the
1: Debbie Downer (laughs) episode. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So um, I'll try not to do that, but it'll probably happen.
0: (laughs) There's not been a truer thing said. That's perfect for you. Oh, but let's get started. We're starting out the first pod with a special edition because Black History Month just ended. We're going to start talking about positive black news.
1: Cool. So the first little segment, I want to talk about the Oscars. I was watching them naturally because any chance I have to see Paul Rudd, you best Oof. know I'm all about that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk about first of the fact that women slayed at the Oscars. One of my favorite things was said by Amy Poehler, a.k.a. my queen. I've already talked about Leslie Nope on this podcast, and we're only what, like three minutes in, Yeah. um, I live for Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph all together in one room. They're the funniest ladies, and I love them. They're amazing. But she said,
0: We are here to present the award for outstanding supporting actress. Although, in my experience, all actresses are outstanding supporting actresses because women naturally support each other. For example, yes, that's true. That's very, very true. For example, I support both of you financially.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a few years ago, I remember a lot of people were boycotting the Oscars with the hashtag OscarsSoWhite. A lot of celebrities didn't attend. This year, it wasn't quite the case. Um, so did you know that like only three people have ever won an Oscar for anything but acting, and two of them were this year? I'm not surprised. Didn't know that, but not surprised. Yeah. So first of all, as far as I know, uh, Black Panther was the first like comic book movie nominated for Best Picture. Um,
0: that's really great. Did you see it? No. Didn't oh, you watch. didn't? What? No. So you're it's filling me in. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, Black Panther. Yeah, I saw Black, Black Panther. Panther. Oh, okay. Didn't watch the Oscars, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Black
1: Panther. So Black Panther was, I believe, the third highest-grossing film of all time. Um, It garnered a lot of attention at the Academy Awards, not only for being such a cool movie, where two very attractive men fight each other for the monarchy, while beautiful and fiercely strong women are the actual backbone and army of this country in
0: Africa. Um, Yeah. I loved the girl power in that movie, but another thing that I adored about this film was that the hairstyles, the headdresses, the neck pieces, the makeup, they were all modeled after actual groups in Africa. Um, each community represented during like T'Challa and Killmonger's battle was a visual representation of actual cultures, like for real, the costume and the makeup, and broadly, the producers of this film just stayed true to the culture, and it was
1: phenomenal. Yeah, and that actually um, leads into the people that won. So Hannah Bleacher won for production design, and Ruth E. Carter won for costume design. Uh, so those Wakandan getups were awesome. And like you said, they were pulled from African culture, which is really, really great. They were not only women, but they were the first black people general to win in those categories. So like I mentioned, they're both women too. So that's really, really awesome
0: yeah and that really hits home for me seeing like strong black women be successful in traditionally white male dominated spaces i know there are entire populations that don't have to understand why representation matters because it's inherent for them but for the rest of us seeing powerful people that look like us come from similar circumstances live like us be successful is so empowering yeah
1: absolutely i think that's great and um, in other oscars news Mahersha ali won best supporting actor for green book Uh, I think that makes him the first person to win that award twice. I think he won for Moonlight. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, Regina King won for Best Supporting Actress for If Beale Street Could Talk, which was actually one of the best movies I've seen all year. It was an incredibly important look into the systematic racism of the justice system. And as a side note, I'm really salty that it didn't get nominations for cinematography and costume design because that uh, movie was so visually pleasing and just beautiful so, that love was it, great. Yeah. and love Regina King. Yeah, she's great. The first yeah. thing I ever, I always think of uh, Cinderella story. Yes. Oh <laughs> she, my goodness. Oh my gosh, I love her in that movie, and um, I think that there was like something that this is a side note, but Netflix tweeted that like all these if you're if you've been in Legally Blonde too, it's like a prediction of if you're gonna get an Oscar because like, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, Regina King, and there were a few other people in that movie, so it's kind of random, but whatever. Anyway, my actual favorite moment of the night was watching Spike Lee jump into Samuel L. Jackson's arms when he won Best Adapted uh, Screenplay for Black Klansman, which is also one of my favorite movies this year.
0: So first of all, I looked up that clip because while I didn't see the Oscars, I was like, all right, I have to see this. That was amazing. I didn't realize how small Spike Lee is. But also... He's tiny. Yeah. (laughs) But don't get me started on Black Klansman. The way that True Story was told, True Story made it so easy to invest in the characters. And while sometimes it was hard to watch, it was for all the right reasons because the story was wild from start to finish. Like a black man infiltrating the KKK yeah i want to know more about that's that that's like a cool movie like
1: yeah. all of the cinematography and just like yes. you they always show in the trailers the um scene with him and uh, the girl with like the gun down the hallway with yeah him. yeah so denzel washington's son which i didn't realize it was his son but once i knew that it made a lot of sense because mm-hmm. their voices so denzel washington's son and kylo ren like slayed me in that movie they were so good and i love adam driver um he was up for best supporting actor didn't win but um mm. Hershaw Lee did, so I'm not too salty about it. Uh, it was really funny and witty and poignant and insightful. It had a, a really powerful message, so I was a big fan. Um, here is Spike Lee talking about how his grandma supported him and paid for him to go to school, and her mom was a slave, and so it's just such an impactful uh, story. So let's, let's listen to that. My grandmother, Zimmy Sheldon Reetha, who lived 100 years young, who was a Spelman College graduate even though her mother was a slave. My grandma, who saved 50 years of social security checks to put her first grandchild, she called me Spiky (laughs) Pooh. She put me through Morehouse College and NYU grad film. NYU. Before the world tonight, I give praise our ancestors who helped build this country and was today along with the genocide of his native people. We all connect with our ancestors. We will have love, wisdom regaining, we will regain our humanity. It will be a powerful moment. So, twas a big win for people of color this year. Good job, the Academy.
0: Next up, we have Herbert Brown III, a 38-year-old pastor at Pleasant Hope Baptist Church in Maryland that turned his place of worship into a place of nourishment.
1: Oh,
0: Yeah. Brown founded the Black Church Food Security Network in 2015, and this organization connects churches with agriculture initiatives, which is massively important. I pulled this story from Washington Top News, and they wrote that he merged faith and food, and I don't think that I could have said that any better. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, he's from Maryland, and the way that food and food insecurity in that area affects people is quite dramatic. Just to give you some context about that, um, in Baltimore City, one in three residents is obese, and 12% have type 2 diabetes. That's crazy. But also, these are things that disproportionately affect black residents. That doesn't really surprise me, but I didn't realize it was that. Yeah. Those those statistics are very jarring. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 34% of black residents live in food deserts or known (laughs) as urban areas where it is expensive and difficult to find fresh, good food as compared to 8% of white people. Um, So initiatives like Brown's are directly affecting a major element of day-to-day life. Yeah, I know food deserts are a massive problem.
1: And to me, it's it seems like such an odd thing that exists that people who live in more affluent areas don't understand that that's a problem. Here in Ohio, yeah. Vinton County was in a food desert forever and they just got their first grocery store like a year or two ago.
0: That's crazy. Isn't that insane?
1: Like people yeah. just don't have access. And for people listening that don't know what a food desert is, um, it is an area where within a certain mile radius, I don't know what exactly it is, but you right. don't have access to like fresh food. I'm not talking like you go to the gas station and you can get Cheetos or whatever. It's like fruits and vegetables and, you know, healthy
0: things. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. So what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Herbert Brown the third started a garden in front of his church and it was about 1500 square feet. And in 2019, it grows more than 1,000 pounds of food, including fresh foods like kale and squash. Oh, Yeah. So he told the Washington Top News that attendance at worship increased after this garden uh, was implemented, and he decided to find out what would happen if there were more churches supporting their communities in this way. So it was entirely a grassroots initiative, and now more than 10 congregations in the Baltimore area are creating sustainable food sources. and trying to offset the disparities and injustices that disproportionately affect black Americans. So that's definitely um, a sad thing for
1: sure. And maybe we'll get a little here because that is incredibly sad. All those statistics and how um, it kind of goes back to that systemic like, why black people are disproportionately affected but right. it is really really great to see that someone is doing something about it so you know good good news
0: amongst the bad yes yes always some context to our good news which can bring it down but he, the pastor told the Washington um, top news that he um, wanted to do more for people than just pray and I'd say he's doing it yeah for sure and I mean a real like
1: religious, Uh, behavior or religious beliefs are important to people um in their communities but you know sometimes i wish that (laughs) in some of these situations our government would do more than just say thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers yeah and actually you know do something
0: (laughs) (laughs) but don't get me started
1: yeah we won't get started on that that's a that's a different thing but um for sure awesome We're actually going to take a break and introduce one of our new segments. It's called What's Good on the Street, where we go out on Court Street here in Athens, Ohio, and interview people about a particular topic. Keeping in line with our earlier topic on the Oscars, we asked, is Hollywood making enough progress for better representation in media? So it's actually far too cold to be outside right now, so we're at Donkey Coffee and we're here with Mackenzie Schoner. Um, I think that Hollywood is making strides, but there's definitely still a vast majority of improvement that needs to be done. Even looking at like from indie films to Disney films, like they're trying and we're making steps, but nothing is really like catching ground. My name is Khadija and I think yeah, Hollywood are improving. And there is many diversity, especially like I can see different actors from other countries still acting in Hollywood. Also, like uh, diversity in the gender. I can see they are supporting now bisexual also in the shows and movies.
0: I'm Jack Monster. Um, and I don't know, it's not something that I really thought a lot about. Um, I think. There has definitely been some progress in the recent, you know, recent years, and especially representing more like LGBTQ kind of people in Hollywood, for sure. Um, I think, you know, it's always good to see more people of color and more people of kind of diverse backgrounds in Hollywood. I don't know if, I think kind of by in its nature, Hollywood kind of doesn't represent a lot of range of socioeconomic status, if you think of Hollywood, stars and rich people. <laughs> um, so I think that's something that's interesting that I never really thought about before, but um, yeah, I don't know. My name is Dimitri Wolf. So I think in terms of diversity in film, there isn't much, and there never has been much, because honestly, diversity is not diversity in the way that people look, it's the way that people think. That bunch of corporate bigwigs getting together with a bunch of aidless actors to make a bunch of money is not diverse. It's the same schema and the same motivation that Essentially, they're using to stay rich. So, no.
1: All right. So, we're back. Um, hope you enjoyed that little fun time hearing other people's opinions that aren't ours, um, which is important. So, because I don't think that we're the end all be all of anything. Of course at all. not. <laughs> um, so, this next story uh, Emily has for us is pretty interesting. So, Take it away.
0: Yeah. Yes, I feel like now I'm the one that's consistently bringing it down because I, <laughs> it's always hard news, but I, we'll see. We'll see. Um, January was an important month for racial justice within the Chicago PD. Um, mm-hmm. A judge announced a seven-year prison sentence for Jason Van Dyke, a white police officer that was convicted of killing Laquan McDonald, a black teenager who was shot 16 times in the back. 16 times. Yes. That seems reasonable huh yeah yeah but he got convicted which is new new first (laughs) of all an indictment of a white police officer for the killing of a black person in general um is very slim Mm -hmm. and uh that was a shock at all that he was indicted but when he faced a seven-year prison sentence that was shocking especially because the day before um he had three colleagues that were caught having lied for him to cover up this whole case. And a wow. judge let them free. So it was weird to see that they were... that it was okay that they committed perjury, but this man ended up getting sentenced anyway. Man, that's crazy. How old was um, Laquan McDaniel, or McDonald? Um, Do you know? I believe he, he was... was he like a kid? Yeah, he was like 17. Yeah, he was a teenager. Um, and he did have a small knife. Yeah, but, right, right, which... Isn't great. I mean, no. you definitely shouldn't have a
1: weapon when dealing nope. with police officers, Never. but that also does not give anyone the right to shoot you 16 times.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big thing with these cases is that, one, it was his, he was shot 16 times in the back, so he was already fleeing. And then also, there's an amount of like excessiveness in these cases as well, but... The footage from the squad car revealed the crime, and without going into too much detail, it's been a long time coming for racial justice mm-hmm. in the Chicago PD. So I think that shines a light on what technology does for justice. So long as there is a community of people who don't back down and a system that seeks the plain truth. Absolutely, and I I don't want anyone who's listening to this think that by
1: any means it's this is like anti-police sentiment. I have of course not, a major respect for police officers. I right. think they do a lot. They make me feel safe a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just definitely there's some problematic things. You can't you can't deny, you know, you watch movies, you see TV shows, and outside it, of that, like, you see news stories of this stuff yes. happening. And one bad person is not indicative of the attitudes of everyone by any means, but um, there is, you know, racism still exists. It's not yeah. like it went away when we signed this, you know, Civil Rights Act. So yeah, no. those sentiments carry over um and i'm sure that we're gonna get a little debbie downer (laughs) sound effect in here but um it is pretty it's pretty great when these people are brought to justice and it shows that you know not even police officers are above the law yeah so yeah cool nice little story to wrap up not (laughs) too heavy so now um we're going to wrap up with our final segment that we're going to do hopefully every time, uh, just so I guess people get to know us and what we're listening to and watching, etc. So this is What's Good in the Media. Cool. So Emily, what's good? What are you uh, listening
0: to, watching, etc. Why don't we start with um, listening to? What are you listening to what this week? What are we week? listening to? Hmm. So Quinn 92 released a new album back in February. I think it was the 15th. So, day after Valentine's Day, and it was straight bops. Mm -hmm. I felt like every song was on. Some connected, like, emotionally, and it was just like, ah, that hits me right in the feels. And other ones were like, I'm going to be dancing to this, like, Mm -hmm. bopping with my friends in our apartment. Like, it's going to be so good to listen to just on repeat. Um, And I feel like I'd be letting people down if I didn't bring up the new Jonas Brothers song. Oh, my
1: gosh. Okay, I know that, like the inner me just like leapt out right now. (laughs) I snapped. But okay, listen, my first concert that I ever saw were the Jonas Brothers. Mine too, really? Yes. I was in fourth grade, I saw them with my dad. It was right after Camp Rock came out. Um,
0: I think, did we go to the same tour? Yes, because I was in third grade. Um, Was Miley and Hannah Montana there? I don't think so. I think Avrielle Levine
1: opened for. Gotcha, okay. So different tour, same year. Well, yeah, they were turn boy bands had to at that time of because course. they had to, they had such a short turnaround, you know, but, um, oh my gosh, I thought Nick was the cutest. I loved his curly hair and I uh-huh. went with my dad and I was like, dad, I love these boys. He's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my dad's a saint. He went with me, to you know, One Direction, He went with my sister to, you know, Justin Bieber, oh like all gosh. those fun stuff, like. He's a saint, but sorry, Dad, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> for exposing <laughs> you. Um, yeah, the Jonas Brothers song is actually really, really good. Yeah,
0: Look, I was, here I was for surprised.
1: It. I mean, I was worried that it was just going to be like, oh yeah, the just uh, the Jonas Brothers are getting back together. You know, yeah, it's going to be fun and fine and whatever. But I actually really liked the song, and all of their like girlfriends slash wives were like in the mm-hmm. music video, which was. It was cool.
0: Yeah, instead of hiring, like, there are artists out there who hire just, like, beautiful women dancers to come in and, like, fill the part for them. But, like, these men had their actual women. And I thought that was a nice switch up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like their wives and girlfriends aren't beautiful Yeah, that's (laughs) a big part. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm living for it. I'm following them on Instagram, and it seems like they're having a good time and they're back together, which is cute. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen but it seems like everyone's here for it so um so yeah that's a good a good mention I don't really know what I'm listening to I'm kind of in a music rut Mm. right now um I just saw Hamilton this week and not to be the dramatic but uh I (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even come up with a dramatic thing to say it was just that wonderful and I've been obsessed with the music for three plus years. So seeing it live was actually the greatest moment of my life. I really didn't stop crying. So (laughs) I've just been listening to that a lot and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's other musical in the Heights, which I saw a few weeks ago too. So I recommend that for anyone who hasn't listened to it. It's not new by any means, but I'm a big fan and I'm sure it'll be the only thing I listen to for forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: movies or TV shows, mm, Netflix I'm, binges. I'm going to skip to Netflix binges. Um so we all know that Sex Education and oh, yeah. You Are Out and those are big hits. So I'm going to gloss over those even though those were fantastic. Bro, I saw you twice and oh. now I'm
1: terrified of trusting any man. Like why yeah. I feel like I'm being stalked at every turn. Also, that in tandem with like the Ted Bundy documentaries. What and, like, is
0: with all of this? Abducted right now? in plain sight. Yeah, and I'm
1: watching. Um, I just finished uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace. So like, I don't know what's wrong with me where I'm like listening to slash watching all these serial killer things. But anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I definitely want to give some promo to um, Dear White People, which is mm-hmm. a Netflix show that is bringing a third season coming out this year season one and two were so good and it was funny and it was like deep and kind of dark in all the right places but it was con- considerably light humored given the title um it's for everyone everyone should watch it but yeah i'm waiting on season three for that because i just finished season one and two and oh my god mm-hmm Um, I'm going to give a
1: plug for, like I just said, the assassination of Gianni Versace. I just watched the first, I think it's called American Crime Story. The Mm -hmm. first season is OJ versus the people with, um, David Schwimmer and John Travolta and Cuba Gooding Jr. And that was crazy. I mean, I talked to my dad about it and he lived through it, you know, but we didn't. So I don't think I realized how messed up it was. Like, the whole story, like, it's crazy. It is absolutely insane how he
0: didn't get convicted. Yeah. Lots of murdery stuff out there right now. I know. Don't know what
1: about it. We, I listened to Accused. I finished Accused, which is a podcast by the Cincinnati Inquirer. Um, yeah, I just really think that everyone's out to murder me, so yeah. please don't murder me. Thanks. It's been a PSA. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are your positive global news podcast.
1: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, um, so on that note, is there anything else, Emily, that you want to toss in there? or I think I'm good. I think it's been a successful first episode. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll leave you guys to be the judge of that. But um, yeah, so this has been What's Good. I'm Abby. And I'm Emily. And we'll see you next time. Have a good day. You don't care about the money, well yes it's true And I'm so blessed to be fulfilling my destiny